Coming up next, a whole episode of Serious Soft Skills where we're going to answer listener questions. All that and more in just a few moments. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, episode 16. I'm Bob Graham, and with me, as always, is Dr. Tobin Porterfield. Hey, Toby. Hey, Bob. There you go. That that always makes me feel good when you when you have affirmation of that we're doing important work here. So for your newcomers and for those of you who have been here a while, you may or may not know that we've actually uncovered a list of 55 soft skills. We dug this list up through academic research and through our teaching of college students and our work in various industries and paying really close attention to them. We're now doing this podcast trying to uncover what each of them means and how they fit into our lives. And today we're going to extend that in a new direction. We're going to take listener questions, Toby, which is always exciting. And I've got some questions here, some really tough ones. I picked hard ones, okay? So hopefully we can find our way through them. The first one comes from Anonymous, and you're going to see why in a second. And by the way, I should point out, Anonymous found time to listen to our podcast and submit a question. I mean, Anonymous is writing all that literature, all that poetry. You know, he and Unknown are really quite busy. So this is really a big feather in our cap here. So Anonymous says, why do you guys care so much about soft skills? We either have them or don't. So why are you spending all this time on them? Toby, would you like to handle that one? I'll start that one up. I, I agree. I, I like to question things. I have a skeptical mind on things, and I think that's healthy to say, oh, is this, is this real? Um, and, and I believe the argument that kind of sets it up most, and we, we kind of tee this up at the beginning of the book, is say, you know, the business environment has really changed. We're dealing with a world that's uh, hyper-competitive. Things are changing quick. Technology change is coming on. Um, the workplace has changed. The type of work we do has changed. And it's made soft skills more important. It's not that they haven't existed. Um, there's certainly uh, uh, ones of us that have uh, stronger sets of soft skills, stronger in some areas. Um, but it's something that we need to bring to the workplace these days. So uh, a recognition of what they are and then a solid, honest self-reflection of where we are on those uh, is critical to success today in, in organizations. So. Uh, yeah, I think we have to say they're there. Uh, whether an individual has or or has been able to avoid developing soft skills for a long period of time, that avoidance time is past. And I think if we're going to be productive in a workplace, um, they're not optional. I would agree with all that, Toby. And I would add that you and I have countless examples of students that we've taught who perform better when they're looking for a job they get more offers because they have strong soft skills, that that's really in demand. And we know that from research, not just our research, but employers are looking for soft skills like problem solving, written and oral communication. And when they see people that can offer those skills, those are the people that are getting hired. So I tell my students all the time, there are thousands of people just like you with that same engineering degree or writing seminars or whatever it would be. How do you differentiate yourself? You all know the same technical expertise. It's the soft skills. It's how you're going to apply them, how you're going to interact with people that ultimately separates some from the pact. 
Yeah, I think we have to. Yeah, that you you said it, and that's where we position soft skills. Is they're not in place of those technical skills, but they're how we uh, implement and integrate those those technical skills in the workplace and the people and the organizations that have valued and strengthened soft skills are better performers at that. They're able to take those same engineering skills. We can hire those same skills in any organization. All it takes is money. And then, but whether we're able to actually innovate using those, solve problems using those, um, transform an organization, that's where the soft skills are going to come in. And 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 I, I want to use the term, that's the differentiator. It's the differentiator between who gets the job and who doesn't, between who's successful and who's not, and between which organizations are successful and which aren't. So hopefully, Anonymous, that answers your question. If not, please email us again, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk even more about it. So let me move to the next question, Toby, and this comes from BB. So BB was willing to give us a name. I don't know if BB is a man or a woman, boy or girl. But the question was, you talk about your list of 55 soft skills. Where did they come from, really? Which I think is code for you guys are making this up and just doing a podcast on stuff you made up. So can you sort of walk us through that? Because you actually did the yeoman's work on that list. Right. And and I, I was at the same place BB was. I'd say, you know, I'd heard of soft skills. I felt like, oh, this is soft skills. But then I kept hearing, well, no, that's soft skills and that's soft skills and the other soft skills. And 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 that's what I think brought us together on this in, in kind of a frustration and said, well, hold it. We're not going to say soft skills don't exist, but the question, what are they? And so we made the decision that, well, let's go back and start with academic research and books that have been published related to soft skills and see what all these different perspectives are. And so we went back through and and I'm embarrassed to say that I don't remember the number, but we pulled articles, uh, publications, journal papers uh, and books going back into the 70s that somehow mention soft skills and, and the, the wonders of, of today's technology. There's uh, technology out there that we can just go in and say, you know, here are the keywords we're looking for. Soft skills, professional skills. Um, there were non-technical several. Non-technical skills. Non-technical skills. And do these searches and then look through, and certainly tens of thousands came back, but to look through them and say, okay, what are the best resources? Let's not look at you know blog posts and things like that. Let's look at academic research that's been done at credible universities. Let's look at books that have been published and by credible authors. And, uh, and typical of research, is, as we started uh, accumulating that list and saying, okay, here's uh, Oral, oral communication skills. No, and here's the, the citation of where we found it. And here's, uh, oh, hold it. This one talks about um, being able to speak clearly. Oh, hold it. You know, that's really oral, oral communication skills. Right. So we have to link together synonymous terms and then also make separations. And, and so we made the call. We said, well, hold it. Now this one talks about presentation skills. That's a little bit different because that brings in often the technology and the visual aspects. So we parsed all that out. And uh, and we're re- we're left with this 55. And this is what also typically happens in research when you're searching through a topic. You get to a point where there's repetition. And oh, hold it, we found a new study, and and you'll find something, and, and you'll send it over to me. Like, yeah, and and we had those five. And 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 so we got to a point where we said, you know, I we're starting to see repetition and nothing new coming in. I think we've got a good list. But at the same time, saying, you know, if we go forward with this list. 
people are going to read what we're saying. They're going to hear what we're saying. And they're going to say, oh, you forgot about this. And I hope we get to that point because I'm sure there's more than the 55 and we're willing to add to them. But I think we've got a really, really the most uh, uh, full view of soft skills that we've ever found. Uh, people came at them from different angles based on their needs and their interests. And we wanted to cut across that and say, okay, what's the real inventory? And, and I think we use the term portfolio. When it's that large, I think that's the way to look at it. And then what out of that set, maybe different people and different organizations need to say, well, we need real strengths in this area. Those aren't as important to us. And so to be the ability to, to kind of treat it like the uh, uh, Chinese menu and, and pick off what you, you want. Which leads me really well, Toby, to the next question Trevor asks us, which is, if I want to improve my career, what soft skills should I work on first? Would you mind if I take a stab at answering that one? I was hoping you'd take a stab at answering that one. So, yes. Okay, and I, so, I don't think there is really one that's going to make all the difference in the world because we have that portfolio of 55. And what I would say, and we can, you can go back to some of our earlier episodes. We did in episode five, we talked about individual soft skills. In episode six, we talked about nexus or one-on-one -on -one soft skills. In episode seven, we talked about group soft skills. And then our last category was enterprise soft skills, which was episode eight. You could go back and listen to those episodes, and I think you might be best to start in the individual category, which are things like empathy, uh, help me out, I'm totally uh, blank, patience, because we just we just talked <laughs> about patience last week. Respect, uh, uh, perseverance, respect. Why don't I write those out and have it in front of me? I can't believe I don't. But those are sort of what I would think of, and Toby, you can disagree probably, and I'm welcome to have that, or you're welcome to have that discussion with me. They're really foundational. They're the things that we really need to have inside us to go on to the next levels and to really expand. So if I were going to pick one off, I would pick the one in that group of individual soft skills that I'm weakest at, and then the next one, and the next one, and even the ones that I'm really good at, frankly. I've done this a couple of times, I'm sorry to admit, and ask people, hey, do you think I'm good at this? And their feedback is not that I'm excellent, you know, a student, more like, yeah, you're, uh, yeah, I can see where you think you're not the worst or you're okay at it. And I think that's the thing about this 55. There's always improvement to be had. There's always, it's like running. You can always come up with another personal record. And if you shave five seconds off your time today, that means you get up tomorrow and you're hoping to shave another second off that day. Would you agree with all that, Toby, or would you see it a different way? Bob, I think that does really get at the the, the root of the of the issue. Um, what, what other? Do you have another question for us from our listeners? Wow, I'm I'm impressed that you took my answer that well. I mean, I thought I'd have to edit out your part, but you just this is actually real time. That's very nice. Thank you. So our last question today comes from Evan K. He writes, if soft skills are so important, why aren't they the focus of job interviews? And he asks the next question, logical next question, should they be? Um, I think we're starting to see them. Um, 
certainly we've got a lot of different types of organizations out there. Uh, our study, we looked at job descriptions to, to vet our list of 55, and we found them out there uh, prevalently in online job postings. So they made it. It's, it's a process, and uh, they're recognized now. We're seeing them in the job descriptions. I know when we talk to our students, when they come back from interviews, they're often amazed and they say, you know, I thought I was going to go in and talk about, you know, my marketing knowledge and that case we worked on and, and this supply chain problem I saw. And, and they come back and they go, oh, you're not going to believe this. They asked me the situational question and they said, tell me a time when you had to persevere to get through to what you wanted to accomplish. I, I totally wasn't ready for that. And uh, I say, you know, cheers to the company. That's great because recognizing that those soft skills are important. We're seeing them in the job description. And it is difficult to tease that out in the interview process. And now we're faced with the challenge in our classrooms to prepare our students to be able to articulate those soft skills in the interview and uh, and not say, oh, I'm really uncomfortable with that question. I'm not going to answer that because that's the ticket to the door. And and those the company wants to hear you think on your feet and uh, and really be able to respond to you know tell me a time when you had to deal with conflict tell me a time when you know you had to come up with an innovative solution how did you drive that how did you motivate your group and so we need we need to be able to not only know where our strengths are but be able to storytell around those. And I think you bring up a good point with the students. It's often a matter of helping them to understand what they are in the first place. Because if you're not aware of soft skills, it's really hard to have that storytelling around them. So it's it's awareness comes first and then where does it fit in what I'm doing now? And frankly, I think as we evolve with soft skills, we're going to get to that place where people seek out internships and opportunities to boost their soft skills, maybe as much, if not more, than their technical skills. So typically, we choose internships and we choose jobs on the technical skills. Wouldn't it be interesting if you could choose a job based on your soft skills? So if you have the ability to manage projects and solve problems, that's a transferable skill. In fact, some people call soft skills transferable skills because they go job to job. So if you could take it to another job, you can learn how to do the widgets in different companies. If you can manage projects, pretty much once you know what they're doing, you can manage a project. And I think that's part of the beauty of these, that they are no longer confined to, I know this from company X, therefore that's all I know. When I go to company Y, I'm a, I'm a blank slate. No, you're actually someone who has all that experience and all those soft skills opportunities that now you can reinvent yourself and leverage them at that new company. All right, I think that's right on track with where we want to be with soft skills is that I like that, a transferable skill. Um, and a lot of what you bring, we say, oh, you bring experience with you. And truly, you bring experience in applying your discipline. You've now had the tougher questions in marketing. You've you've had to do month-end close and accounting. That's an awesome experience. But those experiences related to working in a group, teamwork, uh, innovation, problem solving, those are the ones that really bring great benefit to your current and your next organization. With that, Toby, we should probably close. Uh, we have other questions, but I think we've got enough for today. We will come back and do another episode with questions and answers. 
If you have questions for us or if you want to answer, we'd be happy to run your we'll we'll, we'll read your answer on the on our podcast, if you differ from what we said, we'd be happy to hear it. If you're someone who thinks that there are actually 57 soft skills and you want to add to our list, please, we will be happy to read that on a, on a coming podcast. But for if you're interested in doing that, you can send us an email at podcast at serioussoftskills.com. That's podcast at serioussoftskills.com. Or you can tweet us at real soft skills. That's real soft skills. And if you're looking for more on soft skills, if you want to see the list of all the soft skills, if you want to sort of go to back issue episodes, not issues, sorry, that's the old newspaper guy in me, back episodes like the ones we referenced earlier where we talk about different groupings, you can go to SeriousSoftSkills.com. And then, Toby, the best part of all this, well, actually, the best part's coming. I have to tease next week's episode. Next week's episode, we are having an internal debate. It's okay if I tell them that, right, Toby? You're not offended by that? Hopefully not. And we'll have that debate over the next week and come up with our next soft skill that we're going to talk about. Who knows what it will be? We've gone through, I think, four or five of the 55. So we've got 50 to choose from. And if you want to give us your vote for what we should tackle next, you can always email or tweet us, and we will take that under consideration. All that and more next week. And now it's time to close, Toby. Thanks for listening. Good day and good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.